pronouns are they, them, and theirs. I am a professional psychic, and I am also a professional brow artist, and this channel, Psychic Brows, is where I combine them both. Welcome back, everyone, to our Halloween week series special that we're doing, and thank you to everyone who joined us for yesterday's episode, which was all about the thinning of the veil that occurs between the worlds during this time around Halloween. And today, pretty excited about this, it's all about Ouija boards. And I have my Mel here, who's here to talk about Ouija boards that he grew up with in his family. And I'll get to that in just a moment. Say hello, Mel. Hello, Mel. <laughs> so... I like the dad jokes. <laughs> Okay, so I think a lot of us grew up with the pop culture surrounding Ouija boards of basically every teen child horror movie or scary book that you could possibly encounter. And it's always the same thing. It, it's a bunch of kids get a Ouija board, they sneak it in, their parents tell them not to, or the babysitter or whomever, they sneak it in and they do it in they do it in the dark room with their friends or with their siblings, and they always do the same thing. They open it up, someone talks to them through it, they let in some disastrous demon, <laughs> they don't close it, and just havoc ensues over and over and over again. And basically, it just has a terrifying, absolutely terrifying connotation with it, which there's some truth to it. But, like all things, there is a balance. Right, Mel? Yes. Okay, so that's where my Mel is going to come in. I'm going to invite him to give us a little history of what his experience with Ouija boards is um, in his family. Well, I guess I don't really know where to start. If you have any specific questions, that would probably help me out. Did you play with Ouija boards as a kid? I mean, play with them? You know, they weren't really toys. <laughs> okay, see, that's where it's different, because here they're, like, literally in the game section. <laughs> yeah, they're you with, know, I've like, seen that. Scrabble. That, like, Parker Brothers or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> the Monopoly Man on it. Right, right. Okay, so... I have, by the way, just kind of a tangent, I actually have used one of those, I don't know what they are, I think they're Parker Brothers versions, Ouija board, when I came here to the U.S. Mm -hmm. You know, the kinds like you find in the gaming section of a Yeah, store. they're always like brown with black writing. I actually have used one of those, and they do work. Okay. They can be legit, yeah. Right. Well, wouldn't you agree that you could make your own board and that would work? Yes, and that's actually what we used to do that's actually how i how oh. i understood what you guys call over here Ouija board. that was not a planned question i did not know that I, okay okay so yeah. well we aren't on script so <laughs> i hope they believe you <laughs> i believe you <laughs> <laughs> okay so tell tell us about then what was it like when you grew up with one <laughs> well i mean it's not like we just I don't know. They weren't part of our. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna. I am gonna prompt you more now. This is why Mel's history with Ouija boards and your in-depth history with Ouija boards intrigued me because I was talking about it one day, and he said, 
Oh, well, where I where I grew up, we called them angel boards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're actually really beautiful. We don't talk to demons through them, like over here. <laughs> what did you do with them? <laughs> we talked to angels. Did you talk to like, it's kind of like talking members? to your guides? Yeah, it could be talking to family members. Could be talking to your. It's it's more looking for guidance. So I would probably think of it more like how I've seen people around here use tarot cards or pendulums, maybe. Or yeah, maybe pendulums, Tar- right? Okay. Um, but not like we didn't. We didn't <laughs> go to this thing to like talk to a demon. Like, that seems kind of insane to so me. So you didn't, that you didn't you get just, your teenage friends together with Budweiser's in a cornfield and start doing Right, 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 yeah. It, I, I never did that It's either. kind of a weird thing to, like, <laughs> just for fun, try to invoke the devil, right? Okay, so here's where my question is with that, then. Yeah. Here, I feel like all people have is this entertainment focus around it in this pop culture focus around it with movies and yeah stuff. super scary over here if i had grown up here i don't think i would ever have touched one but okay but, seriously like the movies and stuff i've seen here about it it's like what well it went to and me. i know we can't swear on this because right. otherwise we'll get kicked off of some of the um platforms yeah, yeah. we'll get kicked off some of mm-hmm. those things but y'all know what i'm thinking of right when i'm thinking like what are you guys doing well, so here's my question then. Do yeah. you think it's being taught a different way of respect with it then? Well, it doesn't seem like there is respect being taught with it. If I'm being perfectly honest, well, yeah, <laughs> it really just is more of an entertainment, like it's a toy. And, you know, it's like people half believe it and they half don't. I'm not even going to say half the people believe it, half don't, <laughs> because really... On the unconscious level below the surface, you know just about everybody you come across believes in it or else they wouldn't have an issue with having Ouija boards in the house. And, you know, it would be part of the wardrobe if there really wasn't, you know, a belief that there was something to it. But people have this thing where they half believe it and they half don't. And they're not, I don't know, it's just, it's weird. I think it's just because the exposure over here for a lot of people, not all, because we have such a mix of cultures and backgrounds and stuff in this country, right? But the the mainstream, what gets shown in like the movies and you know pop culture is is the sensationalism. It's the scary stuff, and you don't get the stuff that's like, I'm sick. <laughs> what kind of herbs should I look for? You know, or... So, is that what your family would do with it? Yeah, so, when we used to... Okay, so let me think back, because it's been a while. What what I was taught to do... First of all, we made all of our own. So, like, we... It wasn't a thing you could buy, right? You made your own. And some people, some families, because it... it depends on your families too right so different families they kind of have like their own design their own board you know their own whatever like they you know they make a thing out of it right but i used to just grab paper at any given moment i can do it on like a napkin at a restaurant like i said it's, it's the way we kind of used it was was more of a tool something i think more akin to maybe what tarot cards are used for here or like you say a pendulum so if we needed guidance somewhere 
and I don't mean guidance like, should I wear the blue shirt or should I wear the red shirt? <laughs> right? Not that kind of guidance. But guidance like, I have this dilemma and if I do this, it could hurt this person, but it'll help this person. But if I do this thing, it'll hurt the other person while helping, you know, this other person. So it's kind of more like these ethical dilemmas, these moral dilemmas. And then, yes, other things too, like, you know, I can't, you know, my child is lost. We haven't heard from them, you know, for like three months. You know, <laughs> we thought they went on a walkabout. <laughs> I'm not from Australia, but it's a very similar kind of mentality we had when I was growing up too, um, where people could just kind of, at that, at that time, and I don't know if it's still like that in Australia or not, but at that time, that generation, before computers and cell phones and cameras everywhere, people, believe it or not, used to just leave. <laughs> they used to just leave and, you know, I think over here they call it for a hike. We go there. shopping. Or I guess they go <laughs> shopping, yeah. But you know what I mean? You just, you, you need to get away from it. So you just, you leave for a while, right? So sometimes you didn't hear from people for a while. And then you realize, oh, they might be missing. And so an angel board could potentially be something that guides you and lets you know, is this, you know, are they in trouble? Do you need to go find them? The, you know, just kind of those it, kinds of things. So it sounds like the angel board was used as really similar to a lot of people utilize psychics for. Yeah. To speak with their guys. You know, I was kind of, yeah, I was kind of thinking that as I was talking about it. Yeah. yeah. So when we say, like, talk to your guides and how uh -huh. you, because like you, when you do your sessions with people, you're communicating directly with guides. So yeah, the angel board or the Ouija board was like our tool to be able to do that for those of us who didn't have the type of skill that you have, right? So I have a question with that. Yeah. So I'm always talking about put your shields up. No matter what, put your shields up. Yep. So I have a question. You have what you call an angel board and speaking with your guides and such. And here people have what call, they call a Ouija board. Yeah. And they typically are... <laughs> intentionally or not calling in demons if you watch every movie and my question for you is do you still need to put up those protections and those shields when you're using your angel board or no oh absolutely 100 percent. and there's specific ways to use it as well so you don't you know what i see at least what i see in the movies here and so i mean i don't know if this is a, the normal practice but, you know, you don't just, like, go to it, ask your question, and then just kind of leave it there. That's, that's like, basically, you know, if you are able to get the doors open, and that communication between the planes, then you're just leaving it open for whatever to potentially come through. So, yes, there is a shielding element. You know, I call it, I call it a ritual, but I don't want people to think ritual-like this big elaborate thing, right? I mean, ritual, it, it, it could be just like when you have the, the ritual of brushing your teeth at night, it just takes a minute, right? And you, but you go through this process of protection and then there's a certain way you begin your engagement. And that's, again, the protection, the gratitude, checking all, we got checking all the corners, right? We do a lot of, 
Asian cultures, we do a lot of um, directional type work. So we're always north, south, east, west, right? What's going on? So checking all the doors and then, you know, going in and trying to connect with whoever you're connecting. What we used to do is we never would try to connect directly with an entity. What we would do is we would connect with our guide, right? That's how you call it here, your guide, right? And that guide would be the one to communicate with whomever entity. So they were your in-between. They were, yes. So, yes. Mm-hmm. So we always, we communicated very much with our own They guides. were your bouncer. I always tell people, use your yes. guides as your bouncer. Don't have, make sure your guides have final say on who's allowed is, in your shield or not. That is correct. Yes. So we were never, even if it was like, say, grandma, we never asked to speak directly to grandma, right? I would talk to 460, who, if any of you are new here, don't, don't know you know, the history of 460 and 460's journal, 460 is actually the name of my guide, my main kind of guide who's been with me throughout this lifetime, at least. So even as a kid, I would actually communicate directly to 460 through this angel board, which like I said, it could be at the moment, just a random sheet of paper or napkin or something like that that I could scratch out and draw the board on at that moment that I needed it, and then I could dispose of the board afterwards, right? Mm -hmm. But you always close out. So you always have, when you create this board, there are certain elements you always have. Like I said, for us, that north, south, east, west is part of it. Um, We had, I remember we always did like the phases of the moon was always on it, and then we had our characters, you know, the letters or whatever you call them. And then you always had the the keys to the doors. So you had like a, a door opening key and a door closing key. On, on your board? Yeah, that we would draw okay. out. So you would, you know, once you did all the protection stuff, right? You did the prep. You would enter through that door opening key. That's how you would connect to your guide. You had a very specific code or language with your guide so that you always knew that, you know, once you tried to connect, it was indeed your guide you were connecting with because you have all sorts of different energies and entities and depending on what state you're in, you know, it's not like you can see for most people what's going on right in front of you. So you have this code, this certain way of initiating that interaction Right? It's like paying attention to somebody's behavior. Could you give an example behavior. of that? Yeah. I'm not going to give my code. No, don't, you know, don't, no, don't give out <laughs> your security code. But give right. us an example of that because I'm I'm sitting here curious. Is it is it just how the energy feels to somebody? Is it the way a certain pattern is put out for them? Or... Yeah, it could, yeah. Be, it could be patterns, right? Mm-hmm. It could be a specific phrase and how that phrase is maybe spelled. It could be how the, the you know, the rock or the pendulum, whatever is being used on the board could be how that moves sometimes because okay. that also moves in a very specific way there might be an order right if they say like let's say for example the opening from them is always hello well but maybe they do <laughs> that's like making your password password yes that's Sorry, what, that's but... <laughs> <laughs> okay so that's why i'm using that super generic okay. right 
So let's say, but then maybe it doesn't go spelling, you know, maybe there's a certain uh, pattern that they travel on the board or a certain length of time they take. Maybe it's slower, maybe it's really fast between these two letters and then it slows down and then gets, you know what I mean? Yes. So there's a way, there's a language, there's a code. So you can always verify if you're actually talking to your guide before you continue on. And if you're not, there was no, oh no, let me talk to my guide, I don't wanna to talk to you. Uh -uh. You shut that thing down, you close it out, you turn the, you know, the, the lock key that mm -hmm. you made sure to remember to put on that board. And then you reset and you give yourself a few minutes and, you, and then, then you come back and try again. Yeah, my guess would be if another spirit or entity tried to sneak in under the radar and pretend they were your guide, I wouldn't exactly trust them to let my take take out and let my guide be in. <laughs> right, right. And so there's always, you know, there a lot of people I know they think this work is so fun, right? At the same time that they think aspects of it is really scary. <laughs> but I mean, it is work that to me, you do have to take seriously because tools like the Ouija board, look, the Ouija board isn't in and of itself an evil thing. That would be like saying a table saw is evil, right? But a table saw is just a tool. Now, would you let your three-year-old just go and run the table saw? No. Would you let your teenager go and run the table saw if they had training? Yes. And any adult, really, mm -hmm. right? So the Ouija board is like that. It's a tool in and of itself is not inherently evil, but yes, it can cause a lot of damage if you don't know what you're doing. Ouija boards don't call demons. You call demons. <laughs> That's a, a good one. I'm making it. That's a good one. We are going to put that on 460's journal. If you want to see that t-shirt up there, give us a like and we will get that up. Yeah. I love it. All right, Mel, that was absolutely fascinating. I loved it. Is there anything else you wanted to add to it at all? I don't know. Do you want me to tell any stories? I would love a story. You want, like, the scary story since it's Halloween? Um, I mean, look, here's the thing. I just told people about how, like... <laughs> That's what I, I felt very much in conflict right then. <laughs> why, why, why? Um, could you tell um, two opposing stories? Like, a, a scary one and then a beautiful one? Gosh, I kind of only remember the scary ones. Oh, fine, just give us one. <laughs> well, yeah. You know what? If the scary one helps teach a lesson, I'd love it. Well... I tell all right, let me let me pick one real quick in my head. I want one that's not super scary because I don't want people to be like so scared of the Ouija board or even of just talking to me. So let me pick something a little in the middle. <laughs> and how about one where I got more annoyed than anything else? Will that be okay? Okay, we'll see. <laughs> If there's a sudden stop after this sentence, it means we cut that part out. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you a story. This one's actually um, living here in the United States and actually living here in Minnesota. So around Halloween time, 
is one of those things, you know, people, they do. They like to play with the Ouija boards and stuff like that. And one year, and I don't remember what year it was. It was a long time ago. It was many years ago. But I remember one year going out. Why are you laughing? Catherine is like laughing as I'm Mel trying to remember. Mel has no concept of time. This could have been like three years ago. Or it could have been <laughs> ten. It could have been two days ago. <laughs> All right. No, this was a long time ago. And I remember, you know, of course, there was like weird stuff going on around the house. And that in and of itself, I almost said was unusual, but actually no. It is not unusual for weird stuff to go on in the house around me, but the level of weird stuff was unusual because it was the kind of weird stuff that was actually bothersome to both myself and my dog, right? Usually when I say weird stuff, I'm talking about, you know, ghosts and entities just kind of going through and orbs and, you know, fairies and all that kind of stuff. Nothing, nothing malicious, but this night there's something going on and me and my dog we felt it and the part that I remember and I think it's because I got so irritated I'd gone out into my garage to get something and I saw in my garage this I don't know faster than lightning black shadow just zip right around my garage really fast and for those of you guys who don't know I have a lot of visual skill so I see a lot of things so I see this black thing just zip and I feel too so I feel it with it right and I mean it goes so fast and I just knew immediately like what is going on here what are these punk kids doing who is doing this you know those kinds of thoughts go through my head they're not the usual like oh my god there's a ghost in here or whatever right the house is haunted what, what do they do what do they say in like the paranormal stories there's a demon <laughs> right so your head immediately went to kids conjured this up yes my well my head went yeah i guess it i guess yeah that would be a good way to say it. kids conjured it my head technically went to punk kids if i <laughs> that's what i remember punk kids what are they doing because here's what happens folks go in they play with toys like that or you know they, they treat them as toys is what i should say they don't know what they're doing and then stuff comes through and there is a tendency when you have folks who do the kind of work that we do there is a tendency for us to notice whether they gravitate towards us, right, Catherine? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Whether they gravitate towards us or whether we just happen to notice because we are able to see and hear and feel and you know, all those things. But we end up being the one to deal with the consequences. And that includes putting the genie back into the bottle. So I had that initial irritation kids playing with the Ouija board and I had to go through and you know do the clearing and it wasn't like oh this was a lost spirit who needed to like get help to 
follow the light and then they'd be with their family. You know, it wasn't one of those. It was like, no, this thing doesn't belong here. If it stays here, people are gonna get sick. Plants are gonna die. Mold's gonna grow. Uh, you know, those kinds of things. So it needed to get done and get done right away. My suspicion was punk kids were playing with the Ouija board, right? Mm-hmm. My suspicions were actually confirmed. How so? Yeah, I'm trying to remember how the sequence of events went, but it was one of those friend of a friend of a friend type deals. And the friend who, you know, <laughs> what is it, Kevin Bacon, Seven Degrees of Separation? <laughs> the um, friend who was connected to me, actually, but through these degrees of se- uh, separation, so it's not like I knew them personally, but their kids lived a mile and a half away and that's exactly what they were doing was they were messing around with the Ouija board. So there's my moderately scary story and hopefully I told it in a way that you don't get nightmares. If I could somehow transpose the image in my head, those of you who want nightmares, I could give them to you. Well, hi, I have an idea. <laughs> if anybody wants to hear the really scary one that Mel didn't share, oh, yeah, go yeah. ahead and comment on that because I would say we can always circle back to things yep. and go into things more detail. So if people want to hear the really scary one, let us know. We're going to be doing more Halloween episodes for the remainder of this week. One of the nights is going to be ghost stories. So yeah. if we hear it before, then Mel can include it. Okay? Yeah, then I'll remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much, Mel. That was amazing. And, you know, he's my husband and I live with him, but I love when he shares stories because he's one of those people that Mel doesn't talk unless he has something to say. So often I hear stories for the first time, too, when other people hear them. (laughs) It didn't come up. That's what I say, right? I'll say, why didn't you ever tell me that? And he says, you never asked. didn't come up what <laughs> so thank you mel thank you for sharing your history with ouija boards with us well and thank you for having me appreciate it hopefully i don't scare your audience away no not at all everyone actually wants it a little bit this week anyway yeah that's true it's halloween um thanks everyone for joining us like i said if you want to hear more about that just give a comment and i look forward to everyone joining us for tomorrow because tomorrow mel and i are going to do a paranormal react video yeah that's all mel's idea and i think it'll be super fun have you ever watched those paranormal shows and they have like an evp going and they're like did you hear it did you hear it it said susan (laughs) and then they play it and it's like i'm like "Mm, i don't know and then they play it in slow motion and it's like i know (laughs) no i don't hear that so anyhow we're going to do that and we actually want to be surprised by it so we we are doing it tomorrow night and we haven't chosen it yet because we want to see it for the first time together when we do the react video to it so if anyone has any suggestions of a paranormal show you know make sure you give us the you know not only the show but the episode in the series yeah if you can get a link to us (laughs) you know dm a link or something that would be probably the best right um, something, especially something we can watch on YouTube would be yes preferred. And I would say no more than than an hour long. 
So these are things like those, um, what, ghost hunters? Yeah. Paranormal. I don't know any titles of any off the top of my head. I don't either, but, you know, there's some really good ones and there's some really entertaining ones. And um, there's some that make you jump in your seat or there's ones that make you laugh. So whatever it is, we're going to do a react video to it. And if you have a suggestion for one to watch, put it down here before, you know, within the next like 20 hours and it could be one that we use. All right. All right. Thanks again, everyone. Remember to uh, like and subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes and look forward to seeing you the remainder of the week. Take care. Hey, thanks for joining. If you like more psychic or bra-related content, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell, and then you won't miss any episodes.